Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. Love you guys. It's a long weekend. How many of you are enjoying your long weekend so far? Yeah, a few. Okay. And hopefully you have time today and, and maybe even tomorrow uh, to enjoy uh, a little bit of time with, with others, perhaps family, uh, friends in the, today or tomorrow. I want to pray, and then I'll, I'm going to dismiss the children. And uh, don't know if the, the new believers class is on today or, or yeah, okay, you, you know. Uh, but I want to pray that God will work powerfully in our hearts today. Lord, we need... We need something so far beyond us. Lord, we are, are weak. And Lord, in our own strength, we, f we falter and we fail. But I thank you and I praise you that we are not alone. And I thank you, Lord, that even in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. Your grace is sufficient for us. In, your, in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. And I just thank you for that today. And I pray the reality of that would be uh, uh, received from the youngest to the oldest. Lord, I pray an anointing on each that are ministering as oracles of God this morning. And that there would be a receiving of your word and a receiving of your spirit in their life. And Lord, that there would be uh, a glorifying of you in who we are. And so we commit ourselves into your hands. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to dismiss the children if, uh, and also uh, new believers. Uh, praise the Lord. Once again, so good to have you here this, this morning. And I thank God for uh, the opportunity that we have to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, it is so good to be in the house of the Lord, to gather together. And this morning, uh, you, need to you need to receive the word. Receive the word. Grab a hold of the reality of the word. How, how many of you uh, like it when you have an advantage uh, in whatever you're doing? Uh, and you, you just, you appreciate that extra, maybe it's a little bit of, of knowledge, a heads up that you receive before you go into a situation. How many of you like to have a heads up? Sure. How many of you like to have uh, maybe somebody coming alongside you with something that you're going through to have somebody else there with you? How many appreciate that advantage? Yeah? Okay. Okay. Uh, how many of you recognize that uh, two are definitely better than one? All right. So two are be better than one, and a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To have an advantage. Today, uh, we've been going through a series called Lord of the Harvest. If you've missed any of these uh, uh, sessions, these messages, whether Sunday or Wednesday, because we've been alternating between Sundays and Wednesdays, check it out online, uh, Lighthouse Niagara, and just check out the title. It's all, I appreciate our tech team that it puts everything 
and it's coordinated. Uh, so if you're not subscribed, a little plug for you, be subscribed and don't miss a service. Do not miss a service. Uh, it's to your, your advantage to receive the word of God. And I thank God there's, there's over 300 uh, videos since we started at the beginning of COVID to begin to record. There's over 300 messages that are online uh, at this point that you can watch and take part in and receive the word. An advantage. How many of you have ever played tennis? Anybody? Okay. You know what? Tennis back in the 70s, uh, I can remember. Maybe it was because I was a lot younger. But tennis was a huge thing. People were, you know, they were putting more and more uh, tennis courts out in the parks. And uh, so people started, I could see, were playing a lot of tennis. I'm not a tennis player. This is not a great tennis racket. But it is a tennis racket. And in the game of tennis, <clears throat> you are on a court. There's a net in the middle. And there is a rallying of a ball back and forth from one side of the court to the other. And <clears throat> the scoring of tennis, I hope I'm correct, but if you have zero points on, for, for yourself, you, it's called love. It's like love. And if the other person scores a, a point, that means that the ball is on your side of the court and you didn't return Didn't return it. <clears throat> Thank God for reinforced glass. <clears throat> you didn't return it. Then what happens is that the other team, they get a point. So the score would be love 15. All right? So the first number that, that the other person would get is 15. If you are able to uh, bring the ball over and it lands on their side and they, don't, they can't return it, now it's 15-15. So you got out of the love situation. And uh, I, I never understood all of that, but I, I'm sure there's a reasoning behind it. But myself be like, man, I just want to stay at love. I want to stay in a place of love. I don't want to have the, the score uh, not change from love. But in tennis, you do. You don't want to be having love, all right? So there's this back and forth. So the next set of points, you add another 15 points if you get a point. And once again, that's the ball going into the other side of the court. It's then 30-15. So you add 15 points. And if you get another uh, point and the other, the other, uh, your, your opponent is at 15, uh, what would the score be then? 35-15? Okay, we were going up by 15s, so logically the next one would be 45, but that's not the case. You don't get, you, you don't get from 30, you only add 10 points then, and it is then 40 to 15. And if you got another point, what would your score be then? Well, you would basically win the game at that point, you, or you won the match. You say, is it that simple? It's, it's, there's not very many points before you, or you, not the match, but you win the game, all right? If you should happen be, to be tied 40-40, and it's back and forth, if you get a point, how many points would you add to your 40? Anybody? 
10 points, you'd be at 50? No, you don't. You add only five. So it's 45 to 40, and at that point, like 40 is a critical point to get to because if it's, if you get 45, you would win the game. If it's 30, 45, you won, you won the game, all right? So I know that the scoring is not as simple as hockey. I know it's too many hockey players or fans out there, and it's like, it's so easy. You just have to, you know, you, you get the puck into that. It's just one point. But this, or it's one goal, right? That's easy to do. But for, for tennis, when you, if your opponent and you have the same score, it's, you're, you're, it's 40-40. I think it's deuce at that point. They're the same score. You cannot win. If you get the next point, the ball goes in their, their court and they can't hit it back, it's 45 to 40. You can't win by just one point. You have to win by two points. You have to win another one of those. So sometimes it goes back and forth. And so you don't keep adding up. It's just 40, 45. Or it'd be if it's both 45, you get both 45, it goes back to 40. Like it's really strange. I know. You're learning a little bit about tennis today. But the, the thing that you say when you are up one point, it's called, it's your ad, your advantage. It's my ad. So it's, that's a good place to be when you're up. When you're up, it's my advantage. And if you have two ads, is the game. Because you are two up. All right? Now, I, I know that's a little bit confusing. But there is something about wanting to have the ball in the other court. Right? So, and thank God that, that yeah, that's not a real tennis ball, because that would have gone a little bit faster and a little bit further. The advantage. The advantage. I want to just uh, go over a few things today about advantage. The advantage that we have. And I want to entitle today's message, My Advantage. I'm up. I'm up one. My Advantage. Today, um, in our, as believers, and if you're not a believer here this morning, I want you to grab a hold of this message. At the end of this message, I'm going to give you a chance to give your life to Christ, to have an advantage. But I just, I want to just show something to you. Uh, it says in Luke 3.16, and this is John the Baptist he answered to those that were there, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water. So he had come. He was the forerunner of Jesus, and he was baptizing people in the Jordan River. He was baptizing them. I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, that being Jesus, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So... He was baptizing in water. It was a baptism of repentance that people were re repenting from their sin. They're turning from their sin. But Jesus, when he came, or what John was, uh, the Baptist was alluding to was that when Jesus comes, he's not going to baptize in water. He's going to baptize in the Holy Spirit and in fire. I'm not talking about that today. 
because that is just a whole nother thing. In fact, come on, come on Wednesday night, come to Man Up, come next Sunday. I am not, today, I'm not going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I want to talk today especially about the Holy Spirit. And just, just a little illustration. Um, when we, when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, or when we get saved, the moment we get saved, it's like we're, we are uh, sealed by the Holy Spirit. So that seal is on the outside. The seal of the Holy Spirit is on the outside. And there is, you can see, there's a measure of the Holy Spirit. Not only is the seal on the outside, but there is the Holy Spirit within us. And it, the Holy Spirit within us is a powerful, powerful thing. If you are not a believer or you've turned away from Christ and you're on your own, basically, you are saying, I, I don't need you, Jesus. I don't want you, Jesus. And there's this thing of, of Holy Spirit. We, we don't even function by the Holy Spirit. We are functioning without the Lord. A person that is not saved is not sealed in the Holy Spirit. They can maybe know about the Holy Spirit because people were saying things, but there's no seal on them, and the Holy Spirit is not within them. We need the Holy Spirit in us. He is our advantage. The Holy Spirit, as a believer, is our advantage over those that are not believers. So we need the Holy Spirit. So today... I want to I read a few passages, and I want to I speak about these, the main, some of the main things that the Holy Spirit will be to us. I'm going to talk about three things, and it's around uh, Romans 14, verse 17. So today is going to be very much teaching. So for those of you that are uh, out of school for a long time, uh, get on those... Uh, thinking caps and, and just say, I need to focus. All of you that are uh, ADD, uh, just ask the Lord to give you attention at this point in time to get through and grab a hold of what the Lord wants to teach us today. You need an advantage. We need an advantage today. With all the darkness and with all that's around us and, and, and who cares about the darkness? It's just getting through from one day to the next. Life can be difficult. We need an advantage. Hallelujah. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. So we eat and, and we drink. In fact, if we don't drink for a, a number of days... It's going to impact us to the point of, of we will die quickly. So we need to drink daily. We need to eat daily. A number of you have been fasting, and some of you maybe uh, started on Monday and have fasted the whole length of time till today. And you say, well, wow, is that, is that even possible? Yes, it is. But I, I just want to say to you, you recognize if you don't eat for a day or two or three or seven, you recognize that your strength will begin to wane. And physically, you are, aren't, you are not able to do what you would normally do if you're eating regularly. Because the food, the water, they strengthen us. It says here, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. 
basically, it is not you depending on yourself for your strength. That is not the kingdom of God. So if you are a believer, you've asked Jesus, you've repented of your sins, you've turned to Jesus to believe in him, in the gospel, and so now you are at a place where you are in the kingdom of God. And the Holy Spirit, you've been sealed by the Holy, Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is within you. So that sealing on the outside and the Holy Spirit within you is a good thing, is your advantage. It is to your advantage as an unbeliever or someone that's turned away from God says, I don't want, I don't want Jesus, I want nothing to do with you. The Holy Spirit is basically, you're saying, hey, I don't want the Holy Spirit, he's gone. And so we, we go through life, whether we're an unbeliever or we've walked away from the Lord, we go through life attempting to do things in our own strength. That's the eating and drinking part of it. We're doing, we're walking in our own strength. And, and even if we're trying to be a good person, we are doing it in our own ability. Today, we need an advantage. Now, I love what it says in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says, now to him, Jesus Christ, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, the power, the power of the Holy Spirit within us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. It is through Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit works and that is in us. The moment you got saved, the moment you confessed your sins, you confessed that Jesus died for you on the cross and you invited him into your life. And the moment you invited him into your life, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit entered within you. You have an advantage. Completely different than a person that doesn't have that advantage. And he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think. I don't know about you, but sometimes we, we ha we're doing extreme things or because we're in extreme situations. Whether it's in the moment or whether it's, it's not just a short period of time, but it's at length. It's for a long period of time. We need advantage that goes way beyond us. We need the Holy Spirit. And we need that the Spirit of God within us. And that He is working on us and through us. Now, I'm going to read a passage very quickly. I don't want to get bogged down. But I just want to say this. You might say, I'm a believer and I'm struggling. I'm a believer and I'm struggling. And I, I don't know, uh, like I, I re recognize there are so, there's so much of me that is still needing some work. Because I, I know I'm there. I know that the Lord, the moment I got saved and the Holy Spirit sealed me and came within my life, he began a good work. And I can be confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in me will continue it right until the day of the Lord. Philippians 1, verse 6. I love that verse. 
And we say, okay, so he's begun a good work in me. I haven't arrived yet. And I realize and I recognize I haven't arrived yet. <clears throat> I need an advantage. I need to be changed. Now, I'm going to read this passage now. It's from Ephesians 4, from verse 20 to 32. Lots, but I'll go through very quickly. And I want to to point out one verse in this. And all of this stuff, it is, uh, or a large part of this is, are things that we say, okay, yeah, I, I can do that, but can I maintain it? Can I continue to do it on a regular basis? Okay? So it says, but you have not so learned Christ, what, what you've learned of Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the way you used to be, the old man, the old man, the old nature, which grows corrupt according to, to the deceitful lust. So without Jesus is the old or is the, the, the nature that we, that we have this human nature that we have that is contrary to God, is opposed to the Holy Spirit. And you recognize that a lot of times as people get older as unbelievers, or even believers that say, I, I don't want nothing, they're, they're, they're not progressing like they should. In fact, as they get older, sometimes you say, my goodness, the behavior has become even more extreme, negatively. So there's this thing of, we don't want to continue, we, we don't want to be dealing with the old man, the old nature, in a, in, a, in a nutshell, the old man needs to be crucified, needs to be crucified daily. Okay, not just once in a while. My old man and old nature, the way that I, I could be possibly, needs to be crucified, put to death daily. He wants to come back and, and, and start. And I, I think you've all noticed that. We're, hey, man, I had a great day today. And I got, a, you know, there was no real situation that I had that was negative with others and, and in my life and, and thought or whatever. But the next day, it's like, oh, my goodness, start all over. You start off even on a, on a sour note because of something that might be happening that day or someone said something to you or whatever it may be. And now you're in a negative place. And the old man wants to come up. And he's... Every day needs to be crucified. That's why Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. It's for the old man to be down daily. Daily. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that there's a renewing of the spirit of your mind. There's a change of perspective, a change of thoughts, becoming more like Jesus in your thinking. Because, man, can I, it doesn't take long for me to be, I can think negatively. I can think negatively. And it, it totally if impacts my day, my moment, my, my interactions with others. Nasty. I, Lord, I need the renewing to be renewed in the spirit of my mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And so the, the, God wants to do a work of making a new person in us. Lord, let the, that new person that you created for me to be, let, let that man, that woman, let that person be. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I'm going to go very quickly. I won't dwell too much. It says, therefore, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth as, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another, even in our interactions with others. Be angry and do not sin. 
So being angry, yeah, you can be angry, but don't sin in your anger. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't have anger in your heart past the end of the day. Make it right the same day. Some people, they have feuds. I've heard in, in Ireland, the, feud has been going, the feuds have been going on for centuries. Oh, you're this group, you're that group. And it's like, can go on for centuries. Here it says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You're upset? Don't let the sun go down. Get things right with whoever you're upset with. Don't hang on to the, the whatever. Nor give place to the devil. Because we will give place to the devil if we don't deal with our bitterness or anger or whatever. We've, we've hung on to it. And so now we give place to the devil. An open door. And man, does he come in and, and impact us negatively. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor. So we need to work. Working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has needs, even not just for yourself, but to help others. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. So the things that we say, that it would build up others, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And so far, it's like, yeah, I, could, I can do this. I can do these things. This is, these are commands that the Lord would have us do, especially with their interactions with others. Now, this is the verse that I want to focus in on. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Sealed. Outside. I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit. I want to I say to you, there's two ways we can grieve the Holy Spirit that I, I see. One is by doing things that we shouldn't be doing, and the Holy Spirit is grieved. The Lord is grieved. The, Jesus is grieved. The Father is grieved. The Holy Spirit is grieved. When we do things that we shouldn't do, okay? But here's the other aspect of grieving the Holy Spirit. I want you to listen. The other way, and I'll, I'll give a, I'll use the illustration of, of brothers and sisters in the Lord. So there's times where I'm grieved because I find out after something has happened, and it's been like two, three weeks later, I find out that a person, you know, went to the hospital, they had like major things happening in their life. I don't find out about it until after. And it's, it's, I'm grieved. Or someone is going through extreme struggles, and it's like they're doing it all on their own. And I, it's like, man, if you would have told me, listen, you need some encouragement. You need some comfort. You need some, some at times, some correction, a course correction. And so there's this, I'm grieved because I wasn't included in what you're going through as a pastor or even as a brother. Brother in Christ. And even somebody that's an unbeliever. Man, you should have told me. I, I, you needed help. I would have come and helped you. I would have made some arra uh, rearrangements and I would have come to help you. Let me just say, that is exactly what we do with the Holy Spirit. We will go through the most worst conditions in our own strength. 
and with their own ability, and, and the Holy Spirit is grieved because the Holy Spirit is within us. He's within us as a believer, and we are doing it in our own strength and in our own ability, and the Holy Spirit is grieved. And so we don't have the ad. We don't have the advantage. To get the ad, the ball has to be in the other court and stay there. The Holy Spirit that is, is I want to take, I want to help you in the negatives of your life. I want to help you. And so we, Holy Spirit, I, I know we come to Jesus. Jesus, help me. Now, I'm not saying we don't bring our needs to him and whatever, but the Holy Spirit is, is right within us, and he's saying, I'm right here. I can help you through this. Holy Spirit, I need help. Help me through this. I need help. Help me through this. And so it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. We're talking right to make it right to the end. Then it goes on with all these other things. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And the Holy Spirit is there to help with every aspect of your life. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Basically, the ball's in my court. Oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? I don't know if I can handle this. And we're doing it in our own strength. And the, the ball needs to, hey, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you the hardship. I'm giving you the difficulties that I have. I'm giving the, you, Holy Spirit, all that is that which I cannot handle, I give to you. Deal with it. The Holy Spirit is within you. The Holy Spirit is within you. We're talking about the same Spirit that took Jesus and raised him out of Hades, overcame death, and Jesus is seated on the right hand of God with all authority and power. That same Spirit is within us as a believer. Let the Holy Spirit help you in the hard times. And we hang on. We hang on. And we just try to get through all the negative things of our life. And we're talking whatever it may be. Even to the point where there's been an opening and the, the devil has been allowed to come into your life. And we are dealing with the devil in our lives. And we're attempting to overcome the devil in our own strength. You and I will never overcome Satan in our own strength. Can't, can't be done by man. The Holy Spirit is saying, are you kidding me? Satan was defeated. Satan was defeated. And I can help you through every situation that there would be. Holy Spirit here, take care of this. Jerry. If only I had my baseball glove with me. I know. I can't hear it. I don't want it. It's coming back to you here. 
You know what? We, we don't need to hang on to these things. Then he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, and this is Jesus speaking to his, his disciples, those that were there at that, that moment. And he's saying, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Holy Spirit here, take it. I, when, I, when the ball's in your court, I have the advantage. I'm not hanging on to this stuff. I have the advantage when I give it to you. I'm not hanging on to this stuff. I have the advantage, so I deny myself. When I don't deny myself, I'm taking care of it because I can do it all by myself. The Holy Spirit is grieved, and we're dealing with it on our own. As believers, for goodness sake, Holy Spirit, I want the ad, the ball's in your court. Deal with it in my life. Deal with it in my life. Take up his cross daily. What happens when we take up the cross daily? What is it all about? It is about the old man being crucified daily. Put down. You don't want the old man. You don't want the old nature. You don't want the old ways. They suck. Because along with the old man, the old nature is a, a perspective and a view that is not of God. It is opposed to God and wants nothing to do with God. You say, Pastor, is that something within you? The old man, if I allow the old man, if I'm not crucified, if my old man is not crucified daily, if my flesh is not crucified daily, if I am not crucified daily, the old man comes up. I'm in the same place as you, pastor or no pastor. That I would just say, I'm going to be crucified. I take up the cross daily in who Jesus is and what he did for me. I take that up daily. I'm crucified with Christ. And I can follow him then. The third part is to follow him. Listen to the next few verses. For whoever desires to save his life with, will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? You know, I, I, <laughs> we have some pretty rich people on this planet that, as far as I know, Jesus... They, Jesus is not. They are definitely not sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not within them. They have so much wealth. But they have nothing when it comes to all the wealth of this world. And Jesus is saying, if, if you gain the whole world and you lose yourself, you are yourself destroyed or lost. What a... What a life to have everything and not make it. What a deception. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Lord, I'm losing my life here. Take it. Take, take who I am. I'm giving it over to you so I can have the advantage. I, I give everything of my life over to you so that I can have the advantage. I'm going to get in I'll, I'm going to get into this. Uh, I don't know how far I'll go. I know I say that every once in a while, but I've got uh, seven pages and I've just fi finished the first one. So, listen, I will not keep you on this long day. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna skim through. I might let me let me. I'm focusing in on John 16. Okay, John 13. Jesus washes the disciples' feet. They have there's uh, communion, and he starts to talk. He starts to talk to them. They're they're together. Just there's the eleven. Or at one point, Judas leaves because he's got other plans. So chapter 14, 15, 16, 17. 17 is Jesus' prayer. But in chapter 16, I just I want to touch on a few things here, okay? And I think I'll go to the, the seventh verse, and I'll close there because I don't, I, I, and I don't know if I'll speak on the rest of this at another time. But I want to go through this, first seven verses of John, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. Chapters 13, 14, and 15, the things that he's been speaking to them. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service. You're doing God's service by killing you. As a follower of Jesus Christ. It's happening today. And these things they will do to you. Because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't know the Father. They don't know Jesus Christ. They have not been sealed. With the Holy Spirit. Or they don't have the Holy Spirit within them. So they don't know. They have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. I didn't tell you everything because I was with you. You had me, literally, physically, for three and a half years, pretty well 24-7, that Jesus was with these guys, these 12. He said, you had me. So I, I'm... I want you to listen. I want you to listen carefully because you're not going to have me like you did for the last three and a half years. These things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. And now I go away to him who sent me, my father. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. In John chapter 14, he says, I'm going, I'm leaving. And there was a sorrow that had filled, was filling their heart in the fact that he, Jesus would die, but then he was, he was going. Jesus, why? You're not going to be with us? So because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Now, the next verse. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. It is to your advantage that I go away. While Jesus was on this planet, he was confined to time. He was confined to a human body. 
He could only be in one place at a time. He, he was limited. Even though he was fully God, he could have just said, hey, I'm done. Father, Holy Spirit, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And it would have been over. And if Jesus had not gone to the cross, we would never be able to come into the presence of a most holy God. We would not be able to come into his presence because Jesus would not have taken care of all of our sins on a cross 2,000 years ago. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. We would not be here today. You would have no hope. I would have no hope. I would have no free future nor eternity. Thank God, even as Jesus said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me that I, I, I wouldn't have to go through what I'm going to go through. And it wasn't the physical suffering that he would go through. But it was the, that time from 12 till 3 where it grew dark and Jesus at 12 cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken, forsaken me? He was out of relationship or communion direct communion with God the Father for three hours as your sin and my sin defiled him and he took it upon himself. And during those three hours, that was the part that, that there was a straw. If, he says, if this cup could pass for me, but he says, not my will, your will be done. I'm following, Father, I am following through with what we planned before time began before everything was created, I am following through to complete the mission. The purpose that I came was to die on a cross for you or die on a cross for, for us and that the Holy Spirit would be able to seal us and to be a part of our lives. Because if, if he wouldn't have gone, the Holy Spirit would never be a part of our life. We would not be sealed. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, in other words, I have to go to the cross. I have to be crucified. I have to take your sins and the sin of all mankind upon yourself. And he, They did not know the extent. Paul was revealed the extent. And we have an inkling as it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit of the benefits and the blessing of what Jesus Christ did us for us on the cross. That's why he says, I, I was determined you would know nothing else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And with it comes the advantage of the Holy Spirit in our life as we grab a hold of who Jesus is and what he did for us on the cross. Even as the Holy Spirit comes and brings us right to the place of decision. Each person makes a decision. I accept Jesus for who he is and what he did for me on the cross to take care of my sins, or I don't. Is to our advantage, my advantage, that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus goes to the Father and the Holy Spirit is there to come as a helper. If I depart, I will send him to you. Hallelujah. Now, I want to I close with this, page one and a half. Oh, there's so much good stuff here. <laughs> there's so much good stuff. But let me, let me just, this word, advantage, 
Let me give you the meaning of it. Because the word advantage in the Greek is sumphiro. Sumphiro. And it is made up of two parts. Made up of sum or soon. And as it comes together, it goes from soon to sum with an M rather than N. And phiro. Okay. The word soon implies, it means it's the word with, with. It implies a, a coherence. Now, this is, this is uh, physics, okay? You can have adherence or you can have coherence. Adherence, for right, right now, right now I have adherence happening on this, this table. The, the water that's, that's been on the outside has, has gone down and there's an adherence with the table. Two different materials. We have the water and we have this wood here. And the water is sticking to the wood. That's adherence, two different materials coming together. Now, the thing about coherence is this. Coherence is when you have two of the same thing sticking together. So I can have, have you ever had on a, wax paper or even on a table or whatever, where you have water, a drop of water and another drop of water, and if you, if they touch each other, boom, it comes one. It becomes one droplet together. Has anybody experienced that? You see that? If you haven't, go home and try it. Get a Teflon so you can really get a really good bubble and put another drop right beside it and if the drop should touch, boom, they could become one. All right? This is the idea of soon. So it means to be with. It implies a coherence. We're not just talking adherence, two different materials, but we are talking about the fact that we are one with God. We have been made alive to live eternally with Him. And there is this coherence where the Holy Spirit is even within us, is living and abiding within us. He is with. He is not beside, necessarily, but actually within us. And there's this thing of coherence. The two who are with each other are intimately connected, and it goes so very much further than just being in the same place with a person. So I can be sitting beside somebody, and I'm with somebody. Coherence is completely different. It goes way beyond just being with somebody. It has to do with the fact that we, are, we have been made to be children of God. Children of God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God, and the Holy Spirit is with us. The advantage 
This is the first part is soon. And it becomes sum as a, the second part, the second word. So fero, what is fero? It's so good. To carry. To carry some burden. The advantage is this, that there is a carrying of the burdens in our life. Holy Spirit, you've got this. The Holy Spirit, he is part of the Godhead. Together with God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one that is living within us and is there for us. And he's basically saying to carry this burden, the burdens you have, I've got this. I've got this. Last Sunday, the Lord said, Dave, you got to slow down. You have to slow down. I've got this. This past week, if I go by time, I mentioned up to 80 hours this last week. The Holy Spirit is saying, Dave, I'll tell you, so many times, especially when you're given responsibility, and I'm recognizing this of myself, there's so much that I say, well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do this. I've got to get this taken care of. I've got to get that taken care of. That's somebody say, last, <laughs> last week was saying, hey, you've got to appoint and let others deal with so many things. I thank God for this church. So many of you that are, are grabbing a hold of things and are very willing to say, hey, what can I do, pastor? Holy Spirit is saying, hey, even in a long week, in difficult times and whatever, the Holy Spirit is with me. And I have felt His strength even in a long week. I thank God for the Holy Spirit that is able to say, hey, to do the extra, the, go the extra mile, do the extra thing, whatever it is. For instance, let me give you an example. Say, well, what is, what are you talking about here when it comes to you doing something? So I asked earlier, I said, how many of you are going to man up this week? I thought I'd hear a shout and a roar. You know what my first instinct was? Okay, I need to talk to as many men as possible to make sure they come. Because this is not, this is not a thing of numbers. This is a thing of receiving the power of the Holy Spirit without limit. See, so far I've been talking about the Holy Spirit being within us. But I'm talking about the whole, we're going with the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm talking about. That's what this Saturday is focusing in, and in on, is the day, next Sunday, is the day, is Pentecost Sunday. In the Jewish calendar, this Sunday, coming up in Israel, they will be recognizing Pentecost. Not as we know it, but we're talking about the beginning of the harvest coming in. And so my thing was, well, you know what? 
I need to tell every single man. I'm going to, just the other, other day, the last few days, I, I don't know, I, I must have, I, I texted 20 pastors, gave them information for man up. I know pastors are busy. I, I, I'm telling you, yeah. I got one response out of 20. Let's gather together. Let's gather together. I had one response, and it was from a person saying, sorry, I'm not going to be there. So I am saying to you, the move of God goes so far beyond me attempting to even inform people, but that there's a stirring in the heart that we begin to move, not with the Holy Spirit within us, but that we begin to move in the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit leads, the power of the Holy Spirit to go wherever. And that there's an outflow that will never end. There is an outflow from us. It'll never, we will never be short unless we grieve the Holy Spirit. Say, no, 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 I, I don't want that. I don't want that to happen. Don't st stop. That we say, Holy Spirit, let your will be done in my life. Because Jesus is coming back soon. He is coming back soon. And so this part of Firo, some Firo, the Firo part is to carry, to carry the burdens, to move by bearing. I'm, gonna, I'm not just going to hold you and we're going to stand in one spot, but I'm going to carry you to where you need to be. I'm going to do the things that, that need to be done. I am carrying you. Why? Because you, the power of the Holy Spirit is we're, we're within the Holy Spirit and we're moving in the Holy Spirit. We're moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what next week and even this week, even today, you can say, this is what I want. I don't want just this. I don't just want this. I want this. This is what I want. That's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Satan is such a liar. He doesn't want you moving in the Holy Spirit. If anything, at best, he'll say, well, if I can have you like this, and you can grieve the Holy Spirit. And it's like the Holy Spirit is just like this. Here we are. We're grieving the Holy Spirit. I, I'm doing this on my own. I don't need you, Holy Spirit. And Satan has lied to individuals and to entire denominations. I just found out that one of the, large, the largest Pentecostal denomination in Canada and I, I don't know if they decided it in the States, has basically shut down the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the part that the baptism in the Holy Spirit the initial sign that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit 
is the most, you say, why this sign? Acts 2, 1 to 4, when the Holy Spirit fell, it says tongues of fire came upon them. To the, the work of the Lord to be done. And it says, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. So basically, the, the denomination which we came from, that I love, I still love, I haven't stopped, I grieve, says, you know what? When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues is unnecessary or is not a part of that. I'm thinking, what? Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. No, Holy Spirit. The very first, and I, I, I mentioned this before, and I, I, I want to just finish up with some of the other points for this Firo part of Sum Firo. The very first superintendent made that, that mistake before he became the superintendent of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. I love the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. I love, I, I have so many interactions with so many pastors from the PAOC. The very first superintendent, before he, like, that, that church, 120 years ago, there was no church. Now there's close to 1,500 churches from one church or from a few people in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with this thing of tongues. It's not the tongues. It is not the tongues. It is a total yielding to Jesus Christ to baptize us. You might say, well, who baptizes me in the Holy Spirit? Luke 3.16. I said, I'm not going to be talking about that today, but I am. He says, I don't, I'm not even worthy to unlatch or his sandals, John the Baptist says. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So basically you're saying, Jesus, I don't surrender to you. I don't submit to you to baptize me. Yeah, I'll let the, ba the pastor baptize for salvation, but don't, don't, I don't want to be baptized by you. And this pastor, I think his name was George Chambers or Chamberlain, said when that started happening in the Toronto area, here in, in Toronto, around Queensway Street, it was happening in 1906 or so, one person, starting with one person, and that pastor says, we want, like people were getting saved, like it was just crazy because the person and the people that started getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, they were just going out to tell others about Jesus. And here's what he said. We want the Holy Spirit. We just don't want the tongues. And he says, I saw revival go all around our church. We had nothing. If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you speak in tongues, and you've spoken tongues, and it's been a long time, begin to pray in the Spirit. It is praying in the Spirit. It's the most powerful. Why doesn't Satan want us to have that? It's because it's the most powerful form of, of moving forward in battle. Like, it's, it's one thing. It's kind of hard to take on somebody if you, all you have is your shield. Above all, we need to take our shield. 
but we need the sword of the spirit as well to do a, attack against the enemy. And Satan does not want the sword of the spirit in your life. Yes, you can have the word. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. But then we begin to pray in the spirit. So we stop praying stupid prayers like, God, give me a billion dollars or a nice house or whatever. And we start to pray powerful prayers in the Holy Spirit according to the will of God. Because the Holy Spirit lets our spirit pray according to the will of God. So, and that, hap that can happen at any point in time where we begin to pray in the Spirit. At any time. Jesus, that you would receive all the glory and praise. I don't know 99% of what I pray in the spirit in tongues bypasses my understanding is my spirit being free to, to speak to God without any limitation according to what God in agreement to what God would have. Whether it's regarding a person, you're praying for somebody else. That's why I love to be alone and just pray in the spirit. I'm on my car, I'm in the shower, I'm working, I'm cutting the lawn, and I can just pray in the spirit, bypassing my mind and thinking, and just my spirit now free to pray to God. Every denomination, or every individual and every denomination that resists this, you're resisting Jesus Christ to put you in that place. To bear, to move by bearing, to be conveyed or born with a suggestion of force or speed. And that's exactly what we saw with the POC 120 years ago. And up until, I think, three years ago, where they're saying, no, I'm shut, we're shutting this part down. I heard different I, I, men of God saying, Pastor, pray. Our pastor doesn't even talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is no speaking tongues loud. There's no message in tongues and interpretation, which is one of the gifts of the Spirit. But we're talking about just what God wants to do in our moving forward with him. To be convey, conveyed or born, carried with a suggestion of force or speed. Nothing will stop the Holy Spirit when we're in the Holy Spirit. We will be in the right place at the right time Amen. to bring or move forward. Hallelujah. So what happens is between soon firo, soon firo is to bear or bring together. To bear together or at the same time to carry with, with others, or in this case the Holy Spirit, to collect or contribute in order to help, to help, be profitable, be expedient, your advantage. Our advantage. If you're afraid of Jesus Christ, and you might be in this place, it's good to have the Holy Spirit in your life. As you've asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. This is a good place to be. But this, and it is to your advantage. But this is at another level. It is at another level. And I just say, let that happen. If there's been anything 
that I've been struggling with. It is, Lord God, please pour out your spirit. Please. We're living in the last days. People that we know, that we love, need to get saved. Brothers and sisters, your own brothers and sisters or your own children, your own parents, they need to get saved. Jesus, let them be saved before the, the trumpet sounds. They need to be saved. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And that there is a pouring out that will never stop unless we want it to stop. Rivers of living water flowing from us. Rivers just continuing, bringing life of living water, life to others as they hear the Holy Spirit. They, or they hear the gospel and they, they are touched by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we stand together? The Lord of the harvest is saying, oh, man, the advantage you can have, you can have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I can't make anybody follow after you, but I pray this morning that they, they've got a view, an illustration. Maybe there's a thirst to say, oh, Yes, I need to be in that place. I need, Jesus, you need to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I, Lord, I pray. And I know your, your heart as well is, you said to the disciples, I want you, before you go out, I want you to be going out in the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want you going out on your own. That you would be moving by the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. It's the promise of the Father. It is the promise of the Father. So, Lord, this week, as we, we continue in this week, today, Lord, that there, was already, there would be already a thing of, I need, Jesus, I need you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I need you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I need to be carried along forcefully in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not there to hurt, but is there to carry. And especially the burdens that we may have. And, 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 and sometimes the, the, that burden doesn't necessarily leave right away. But you, we are being carried along by the Holy Spirit. Let it be. Let it be. So this day... In this moment, that there would be a total surrender to you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That the advantage of the Holy Spirit would go to another, another level that is so far beyond anything of us. And so, Lord, even this, Lord, even as I was grieved in my spirit as, as these, these texts went out to guys, they know me and I know them. Not a single one responded, yep, let's get together. Let's pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit together. Lord, we do so now. Lord, we need your spirit to be poured out like you said it would be in the last days. These are the last days. Lord, we do not want to go forward on our own, but we want to go forward in the power of your spirit. And so, Lord, we don't need to be in church to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We don't need to be in church. 
But I pray that your spirit will fall wherever we are, whether we're here, whether we're in our car, whether we're in our bed, whether we're in the shower, wherever we may be. Lord, that the, the, the spirit of God would begin to envelop us as we submit to your lordship and we submit to your command that there should be the promise of the Father. We would receive the promise of the Father as, you, as we come to you. You will baptize us in the spirit of God. We'll move in the power of God. We need this for the sake of those that we care about that don't know you. Lord, that even as we share the gospel with them, rivers of living water will flow from us to bring them life. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, that there would be a completing of the will of the Father, what you intended. We are your workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works. That we would w walk in them. We would carry out what you have for us yet with the time that we have left. Let it be. I thank you. I praise you. Bless my dear brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you guys. If you have a moment today <clears throat> that you would uh, take that time, uh, be, be still before the Lord. He loves you. Don't be afraid of Jesus. He loves you. He saved you. If you need to give your life to Jesus, uh, I, I'm available to, to speak with you or you can get in touch with me uh, at some point today. Um, if you don't have a number or whatever and you don't have the time, please see me. Uh, I will leave you my card and you can get a hold of me. I want to lead you to Jesus. God bless you. Have a great day. Love you. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.